welcome to the Wastebasket After Dark. Well, uh, welcome to the Wastebasket After Dark. See, that's the Jocko where you get really close. You gotta eat your microphone. You gotta eat your microphone. Discipline. Focus. Okay. Anyway, hey, Jocko. No, you gotta go higher pitch than that if you're gonna be Echo. <laughs> <laughs> but, All right, so uh, you shouldn't make fun of Echo because he's much larger than you. That's true. All right, so first business, business, business. Yeah. So, are you gonna talk what? about Apple? No, 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 no. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe. Uh, first business. So, what are we gonna do for our next pod series here? <laughs> we should figure mm-hmm. that out out off the air. Oh, you don't want to do it off there. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, well, we did throw around the idea of, um, of doing the third season of succession. Oh uh, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know if that would be, I don't know if we, well, for when our, our ability to do pods on time is probably not going to chime well with a weekly TV series. Yeah. I think if we did the succession one, we'd probably want to like break it up into like, like three or four episode chunks. Like after the first, Two, yeah. after the first two or three episodes yeah. do one exactly exactly but and um, then maybe save yeah, we'll, a, a special one for the finale i don't know yeah we'll figure out we'll figure out a maybe a new movie thing i mean i know that hbo is trying to push like they just put all the clint eastwood movies up on that um mm-hmm. to try and push some of his new stuff and i haven't seen some of those westerns either at all or in a while so maybe that would be worthwhile i don't know yeah um, i've never seen the is it the man with no name movies yeah, uh, yeah. fistful of dollars all that so maybe yeah. we could do that um a there's plenty i mean more. it's october there's plenty of <clears throat> scary movies to do like i actually that, was looking on canopy canopy and criterion collection um uh for some ideas um, let's let's do some scary movies i really like that idea okay okay well let's let's uh Let's uh, make a list and check it twice and then do it right. instead of... All right, we'll, we'll figure that out offline. Yeah, we'll figure that out offline. But um, but yeah, so we just wrapped up our J.C. Shandor series. Shandor. Yep. Um, <laughs> David O. David O. Yeah. Not the uh, O. Lafont in the room. Oscar I. Oscar I. Jessica, or, Jessica or no, it's O. C. Isaac, right? O. o Isaac. We, we don't say anything with O. Yeah. yeah um I don't know. Uh, let's see. So, Chris, as you know, I've been on a quest lately, uh, mostly uh, because I use uh, food as comfort in these dark times um, to uh, have breakfast burritos. And guess mm. what I did today? You didn't have one. No, I made my own. What? Just like you. The devil? Yeah. What kind of what kind mm-hmm. of uh, shell did you use? A, a tortilla like you use in a burrito, Chris? Yeah, but what what brand what was it like was it gluten free was it corn was it wheat what, you know? uh it was a i can't do the arch guerrero uh harina, harina <laughs> yeah, whatever the harina is never heard of that um anyway um yeah so i well mine definitely not as good so here in la the three places close to me or close ish to me that i have had good breakfast burritos um one place was like five dollars it's great it's amazing and small like little just packets of 
of meat and deliciousness. Uh, but mine mm. today actually turned out well. You inspired me, by the way. You inspired me because you made yours at home. I was like, you know what? You're maybe welcome. I can make maybe I can make mine at home, and I did. I, I'm glad I can set a positive positive example for you in your life, and hopefully for our many listeners. Yeah. What other wisdom or knowledge do you want to pass along to them? I mean, that's it. That's all I really know. Okay. Um, I became a parent as well this week. Yeah, we heard about that. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, was uh, <laughs> giving birth difficult? Uh, it was actually a lot cheaper than people seem to make it out, and I didn't have to stay very long. It was like a 30-minute process. <laughs> Uh, what's uh what's the the sex of this uh or or sorry are we allowed to say that anymore it's technically non-binary um <laughs> it's so asexual anyway, anyway before chris gets into too much trouble and gets canceled i bought <laughs> i bought my first house plant it is a chinese evergreen now just for the listeners uh edification here this is your first house plant and you're like 52 years old correct i think yeah 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 okay so no i'll be 52 this coming year yeah mm, okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> jump the gun a little bit yeah, yeah. but, but uh, you know you're a new parent so that's you know you gotta you probably have like a glow so you I probably do. look a little a younger sheen. now i have a sheen, sheen. Um, <laughs> not only from this but from just sitting in my apartment sweating because it's still like 90 degrees outside here it's Los um, Angeles. Everything yeah. it's just on. It's very close to the sun there. I think that's why it's so hot. E, uh, true, and also close to hell. Capital mm. H. Um, well, that's uh, where, where's the hell mouth in uh, Sunnydale? Sunnydale. You're close to Sunnydale, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, closer than <laughs> I am. Much closer. <laughs> and actually, the high school that is near me, I think, was the exterior for Sunnydale. So, yes, technically, mm-hmm. in a way, yes. Did, did they blow up the real exterior for uh, the end of season two? Uh, no, that's... I think that's season two, right? Magic of movies. Magic of movies. Hmm. Um, I think you know who the... Do you, did you, you don't watch Deep Space Nine, right? I have not watched that yet. Okay. Well, that was going to be a podcast that I do on my own. Well, the um, the Ferengi in that in that show. I don't is like the, Ferengi. The Ferengi quirk in that show is the uh, principal in um, oh. those first couple seasons of Buffy. Yeah, oh, very cool. Armin Shimmerman. Did you know that the word Ferengi is just the word for foreigner? Um, I think in Thailand or China. Or no, oh, Thailand. Interesting. It's somewhere in Southeast Asia, but hmm. yeah. Did you notice when or you Ferang, watched Frank? Frank. Yeah. Okay. Did you Did you notice in the Next Generation mm-hmm. they tried to make the Ferengi like uh, they were like these are the new Klingons and they're like evil and scary and yeah. then they like quickly realized that they're like totally ridiculous. And then they became like comedic Jerks. relief. Yeah. 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 Uh, can we get back to talking about my plant? Oh, yeah. What kind of plant did you get? It's a Chinese evergreen. So I did my research. I was like, plants for no light, since (laughs) I don't like light. And uh, this was one of the ones that survives in indirect sunlight. So I've actually had to open my blinds uh, ridiculously. Um, And uh, and very little in terms of care. Just have to water it once a week, 
but I have a nice little pot, so it's orange, and a little plate, which is blue. Um, I think the plate, I one the plate was more expensive than the plant. It was fourteen dollars versus ten forty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's very nice. I'm staring at it right now. And there's a little there's a little sprig, a little sprout. So. so are the leaves solid green or do they have a little bits of white in them? Uh they have a little bit of white in them. Okay. Yeah. Very pretty. I'm looking at pictures of it right now. Yeah. And and Not there was I could one. have gotten the one that's pink. I thought that that one was really nice, but that might be the next one. It seems that if it has more color, it has less chlorophyll, so it needs more light. And so since I wasn't quite sure how this one, you know, given the lack of light in my apartment, um, how it would do, I didn't want to go all the way with that one. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you know, once you have a kid, you know, sometimes it's nice. You get like a second one so that they can like, you know, exactly. grow up together, yeah. keep each other oh, company, no, I, play with I, each other. I want to I want to flourish from this. Like I'm already thinking about like getting some stuff for the balcony and just putting stuff out there and just becoming you have a like balcony? A, a real yeah I just never go on it um and uh, it's just covered in soot and it does that weekly um but yeah just you know just being you know just being like a great parent just like uh those tv shows with like the people that have like 20 kids uh, well i think it sounds like you need to find go to the florist and ask them what plants feed off of soot and then you'll know what to get next yeah or i'll just pick up something off the freeway um anyway yeah so that's my exciting news and also making the burrito um obviously these are these are high achievements in my 51 years um Mm -hmm. here on earth um it's all gonna be downhill from here jordan I've already been down that hill. I'm still at the in the trying to make my way up, um, but uh, yeah. And then LA, as I said, is it, it did have a cool period, and then um, it's gotten warmer again, even though it's October. But nice. so it goes. Yeah, well, it's not bad. It's so not bad. So go ahead and give us some news from Best Buy from Apple today. Uh, oh God, I have been to Best Buy like three times this week, but. That's neither here nor there. I bought a, I bought a new iPhone. Oh yeah, bought, that's right. You were you were debating. Yeah, I'm still debating whether or not I'm going to return it, but we'll see. I bought the iPhone 13 Mini. So Ooh, unlucky it, number. Yeah, it's funny because it, you know it's called the Mini, but really, it's like larger than every phone that yeah. Apple made before 2017. Yeah. You know, <laughs> um, no, it was it was funny when I was working in asset management and there are the old iPhones and it's just like, what? Well, I, I never one reason I never had a smartphone for a long time is because they were too small for me. Like, I just felt like I had to, like, use like a, a fingernail to, like, tap stuff out because it was just my hand, my chunky hands were like too big for that. But then now they're like almost like mini iPads. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I have one that. My old phone is the iPhone 11, which is gigantic. It's like a surfboard, you know, platter here. And then this mini, it's almost, it's not quite half the size, but it feels like it's half the size and it doesn't weigh very much either. 
the screen's very sharp, but I, it, it might actually be a little too small for me now. I might have, I might have acclimated too much to these gigantic phones. So I'm, I have a couple weeks to decide whether or not I'm going to keep it, but it is, I mean, it's nice cause it doesn't weigh very much, still gets good battery life. Um, it has all the features of my other phone, you know, and a newer camera, faster processor, all that stuff. Same amount of storage space. Uh, I just don't know like if it's worth, yeah. if it's worth the money right now. I mean, we'll see. Right. See, we'll, I, we'll we'll check I'm also, with you. Yeah, I'm also trying out uh, pop sockets for the first time. What is a pop socket? So you've probably seen these. Uh, they're little, they're little discs that you stick on the back of your phone, and then you, they kind of pull away from the phone. You pop them out, and then instead of holding your phone by like gripping your fingers around it, you slide it between two fingers. No, I haven't and, seen that. And it also, it works as a way of propping up your phone in landscape mode. So it's, it's got, it's kind of like a stand. Oh. It's supposed to. Is it removable or is it something that's always going to be stuck on your phone? I mean, you can remove it, but then you have to throw it away. Like it's, it's just like, it's like a light glue. Okay. And then you take it off and chuck it away. You can't just like take it off and put it back on every day. It seems like they should, um, well, okay. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Don't forget the reduce part. Um, yeah. They're like it, ten bucks. It's not about the money, man. It's about you're probably throwing some like plastic out for a dolphin to choke on. I'm just saying that. All right. If right. you don't like it, Joe if you if you wanted to try it and you don't like it, it's not a significant uh, financial outlay, and it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be like more ergonomic because you're not always using the same grip with your hand. So you okay. can kind of hold it between your fingers and then use your other hand to um, manipulate the phone. What about, you know how people have like the magnetic backs for car mounting in cars. It seems like you could do something with that with like the same product. So that it's not just, you know, if you pull, if you want to take it off, it's not like, how do you, how do you put the phone in your pocket? If you have this thing, it's uh, slim enough once it's pressed down uh-huh. that it slides into your pocket. Okay. And they actually, they make accessories where this thing turns into the, something that slides into one of those car mounts. Okay. I don't know. If they, if, I, yeah. I, it's hard it to describe. I'll look it up. I'm just, yeah. I was just making fun of your wastefulness with, oh yeah, if you pull it off, just throw it away. Well, I, I meant if you don't like it, you just pull it off. Right. It's not like it's like permanently attached to your phone or anything. And I, and you can, I didn't attach it to the phone. I attached it to the case. Right. So if I don't want to use it, I could just take the case off. The, the one downside to it is you can't use wireless charging. So if you were a, a Qi charging or um, MagSafe charging person with your iPhones or Android phones, it's not going to work. That? I do it, yeah. No. Of course I like you it. do it. Of course you do it. I like it for my bedside table because I can just, in the middle of the night, like I, I, I've been listening to audiobooks as I go to sleep. Um, and if I need to change the chapter or adjust the sleep timer or something, it's easy to just pick it up and put it back down without having to find the cable and plug it in. Uh, so I won't be able to do that. What, what audiobook are you listening to? Right now, I am listening to J.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit read by Andy Circus. So you really are getting a bedtime tell. Yeah. It's, so and how old are you turning on October 31st? Like 10? 11? 50, 53. Yeah. A year older than you. Yeah. 
no, it's good. He does. Um, well, he mostly doesn't do voices for people in the book, but then he, he does, does Gollum, and you're like, yes. Yeah, he does Gollum, and he does he does a he does a kind of weird one for Gandalf and a couple others. But yeah, his Gollum, of course, is fantastic. So it was fun when he got to that part. He's read all the books. I might I might pick up the other ones, but this one's been good. He has a when he's not doing the voices, it's actually pretty soothing. That's so cool. it's good to good to go to sleep too. Yeah. Nice. I but, could, um, I could I could record that and read it to you if you wanted. I'll do all the voices. Okay. Hello, I'm Gandalf. <laughs> ah, my precious, my precious. Hello, I'm I'm Bilbo Boggins. Do, 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 do. That's See? not bad. Yeah. When you want to hear that as you're trying to drift off to sleep. So what I yeah, what I was listening to before is I was actually listening to the BBC productions of um the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. You are so posh. But the downside is that they're they're dramatic tellings of them. It's not like he's, they're not reading the book. Mm-hmm. It's, and each one's only like two hours long. So, you know, I, I listened to him in one night, basically, uh, or, or over a couple nights and I need another book. So at least with the, with these Andy circus recordings, it's actually like the full book. So the Hobbit's like 12 hours and the, mm-hmm. the fellowship of the ring is like 20 hours, you know, that kind of, that kind of deal. Do you remember on my, on my visit, how he, went and saw that Tolkien yeah yeah Yeah, or looking through his uh his notes and his maps I love his maps he's a great great illustrator great illustrator yeah Um, that was at the uh the JP JP Morgan JP Morgan Museum right Morgan Library yep Mm -hmm. which that bible that I saw that we saw there when we were waiting to go into the exhibit I I guess that's a really famous one because oh. it's been when I on some of my nerdy medieval websites they reference that um, there's one of those here and then or sorry one of those at the Getty here and then one at that library and I think there's one other in existence but yeah well thanks for clarifying it was at the Getty and not like your apartment not in my apartment there are no no Bibles here um, yeah. only well. only Kama Sutras <laughs> JK <laughs> not true well not we, we've not got true. We've got some TV to talk about. We've got some Led Tasso and uh, Succession. Uh, succession so season I've one gotten and two. you onto the Succession train. How's yep. it feel? Well, did you get me onto the Succession train? Because I think it was my friend Nick that demanded I watch it. Mm, I told you I was watching it, and then you started watching it. So I will take credit. All right, all right, all right. I did hear from like multiple people, but he okay. he was the one that uh, I. I give credit to Nick that he's the one that I, I don't care. Demanded I'm, I'm I watch still it. taking credit, so I don't care if you acknowledge that. <laughs> yeah. All right. uh, I watched all of season one and two over the course of uh, it was like three or four, three weeks, maybe or a month, three, three days, three days. Yeah. Season two, went, I, I watched that a lot faster. I think I, that one I watched like multiple episodes a night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, fantastic show. I easily. Easily my favorite show since um, it's probably Mad Men ended. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It's right, Mad Mad Men ended after Breaking Bad, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. But Mad Men, Mad Men is something I'd like to rewatch. I think Succession. We've talked about this, where you know it relies so much on some surprises and some witty dialogue that 
it might not be as rewatchable, but I mean, you know, time will tell. Time yeah. will tell. I, I heard something the other day that I haven't been able to get out of my head, which was that Succession is kind of like it's kind of like Game of Thrones if you stripped away all of the fantasy elements. You know, like mm. the best the best scenes in Game of Thrones are like the ones where like Tyrion and uh and um uh, who's the eunuch um the spy master guy you know those two are like trading barbs right yeah like all of the best scenes of that show are this just like crushing uh <laughs> like dialogue between between two people like verbal sparring yeah and that's like what this show is it's like the distilled version of that right okay yeah i can see that yeah and it's yeah. interesting whenever we bring up Led tasso um I was talking to a friend last night, and I want to see. He brought up uh, a comparison, and I want to see if this resonates with you as well. But let's let's keep talking about Succession for right now. Yeah, no, Succession, incredible. Um, cast is fantastic. I was a little unsure at first, like it's like yeah, you know, I hadn't heard of most of these people other than Brian Cox. You hadn't heard of Kieran Culkin? I mean, Macaulay I knew who Culkin's he was, brother. But like, what else is he in? Uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, I've never seen Scott Pilgrim. Um, a l- bunch of indie movies. Did you know that the guy who plays Tom is British? I looked that up. Yeah, I did not. I had no idea until I saw that on Wikipedia that he was British. Because you would never know. You would think he was a normal Midwestern person. Yeah, I watched an interview with him yesterday, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is it's very disconcerting." <laughs> it's I guess. a very British voice. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's going back to his flat in London after this interview. So I was like, "What? Okay, wow, what it's a what a weird choice." Tea, and I, I read a I read a story in the this is gonna sound pretentious. I read a story in the New Yorker about um the creator of the show, which I'm blanking on his name now. Succession creator. Jesse Armstrong. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how the writing the writer's staff is actually like it's both a fifty fifty mix of men and women and also a fifty fifty mix of Americans and British mm-hmm. uh writers. Which uh he maybe why it's unusual. funnier. Yeah, maybe why it's so funny. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's probably the funniest show I've watched in a long time too. Other than Led Tassa? I, I don't know that I don't know that Ted Lasso is all that laugh out loud funny. I think Succession is funnier. I would, I would agree with that statement. Yeah. yeah. Like there's um, parts there's parts of Ted Lasso that are pretty funny, but it's not like um it's not like 30 rock or something where you're laughing every like 10 seconds yeah. at all the jokes that are coming at you. And you know that Shiv, um, that actress is Australian, right? Yes. Cause I saw, I saw another, I've been, I've been, I've been obsessed with the show. So I was watching like other YouTube oh, videos. Yeah. I, wa- I watched one where it was, uh, um, the guy who plays Connor, uh, Alan, um, Ruck mm-hmm. and, and the, and Sarah Snook. Yep. And, it's the two of them like trying to guess like which lines were said by which characters. And I was like, Oh, okay. She's Australian. Yeah. <laughs> Very yeah, interesting. She, she was in, I mean, she's not been in too much probably stateside, but she was in, if you ever watched true blood, the dumb brother from that Ryan Quantin, um, he was in a movie with her where he, they were like friends and she actually didn't like got pregnant or something. It was actually like a cute, funny little Australian rom-com movie mm. um he was also in knights of badassdom with the dinkles with peter dinklage i don't know to 
that's a fun that's a fun movie about larpers the dinkle bat yeah with the with the dinkles um but uh yeah um so you've been obsessed ne- nicholas braun nicholas braun. You, uh cousin greg yep if you watch any interviews with him you will discover that he is actually the exact same person as cousin greg so that's okay. uh that's been a fun uh yeah fun little uh, and easter egg there jeremy strong was in the big short I don't remember who he was in that. I was going to say, I don't know what else he's been in, but he was fantastic in um, Succession. Like he's, yeah. He brings like so much depth to that character. Yeah, he no. was he was one of the bankers that... Um, uh, What's-his-face uh, pitched to? Um, oh, my God. Oh. How am I blanking? Christian but, Bale? <laughs> no, not Christian Bale. Um, he, he, didn't, he worked with the, the New York firm that's um your dude from blade runner and drive we were just talking about him why can i not think of his oh yeah name yeah yeah well now i can't think of it either that's that's um contagious it's contagion ryan gosling ryan gosling yeah he was one of the guys that ryan gosling was uh pitching to yep yeah okay well one more thing on succession okay the score for that show is absolutely fantastic. That's um, right. Yeah, it's by by a composer named Nicholas Brittel. Okay. And uh, young guy, uh, I watched an interview with him where he describes how young, like fifteen. He's forty. Okay. Um, so younger watched, than us. Yeah, younger than us. Yeah. Yes, and uh, apparently more accomplished emmy emmy winning <laughs> definitely definitely more accomplished <laughs> remember earlier when i was talking about the plant and making a breakfast burrito being my accomplishments for in of the last like 38 years like yeah what if he doesn't know how to make a breakfast burrito you might he might we might have invested there mm. uh, continue please <laughs> you should people that are interested should look up this video on youtube but it's um he's describing he's describing the theme song which is this like interesting mix of this like piano and and like classical music and then also has like these hip-hop beats in it which i mean sounds terrible when you say it out loud but somehow it it really works yeah Yeah. and then he just he describes how he said he tied that directly into that first scene in the show with you know kendall's taking the car to waystar royco and he's like rapping along to like the beastie boys or whatever he's like oh okay this is you know this is maybe something i could build off of um but he talks about how he built the other themes from the show out of that one song and then how in like season two he takes the same themes that almost and makes them like sad more sad uh and when you hear that like back to back the way they they show it and the uh, the way they um, spell it out in this YouTube video, it seems it's like extremely clever. I don't know. I really, it if you're at all interested in music, like, um, we're gonna have to put that link in the show notes on the website, thewastebasket.com. Look for it in the show notes. Yeah, yeah, definitely uh, check it out. You know what's interesting with? Um, I mean, obviously this is airing on normal TV, but then also streaming. Um, is TV that for normies? Is that? I think the streaming shows has kind of brought back having really good intro 
sequences because you know people can skip them if they want to but um you know like uh bosch i think has one of the great intro songs of recent years i i really like that and and the way that it shows the city um i'll put that in the show notes uh but you know and then i'm doing this band of brothers rewatch because there's a band of brothers anniversary podcast going on which is it's not a great intro it's just very long and you know it's like you're Ken it's a good Burns. song. Yes, but it's like a Ken Burns E type thing. But anyway, like for for doing something dynamic, kind of like what you're talking about, or the Bosch one, um, or Halt and Catch Fire for sure. Um, oh, that's great. Yeah, I think uh, I think we're kind of, or at least maybe the the one hour dramas are doing it because you know, like commercial TVs that had commercials, they you know have to save so much time getting into the show that I think that they really just like cut, cut down on that type of stuff. I, you know, I, I can remember community having a short one parks and rec does too, but some of, you know, yep. the time limit on a, on a half hour show is like 22 minutes, 21 to 22 minutes that you have to stuff a whole story into. I feel um, like, I feel like I, I, I want to, I don't want, I don't have the, the knowledge of this, but I want to blame the office for that where the, okay. you know, the office had this like kind of, I mean, that's like a good little theme song. Right. Yeah. And you know, the different uh, clips of the show, but I think like in the later seasons, they wanted to cram more and more show in there. Cause I'm sure, you know, they're getting right. Yeah. It's a, th- it's a 30 <clears throat> minute show, but then like 15 minutes of that's like going to advertising now. Oh, and then, so, and then they dive right back into the show. Like when I was uh, at home and actually watching a TV that, you know, you had to watch the commercials, they like they crunch down the credits and stream it really fast because they are legally obligated to show it and then like they push it up to like half the screen and then the bottom half of the screen starts to show the next episode oh, of a show yeah. right um i think that was maybe just for reruns but it was not it's gotten well, a lot worse but i remember well, back what in, I, well, you know tgif like uh step by step you know some great some great jams family matters yeah fresh well, Prince well, well what i what I wanted to say about the office is I think in later seasons, they actually just played that like last beat where they go like, you know, they play like the, like one little like piano chord and they show the office um, sign and that's it. And they don't do the rest of the very familiar with that. um, Since my upstairs neighbor, when she first moved in used to play that constantly at night, it was (laughs) terrible. Um, But yeah, so let's move on from succession because we are, 30 minutes into this. And holy. Uh, yeah. Holy All lead right. tasso. Lead tasso. Yeah. Season two, you're watching, eh? So I, I, yeah. I had purchased that MacBook Air, and so I get three months of Apple TV plus minus Modulo. Um, we call uh, it Plus. Plus. Um, and so I did finally sign up. I was trying to, like, gauge because I wanted to try and capture all the seasons plus foundation came out. So, um, I'm trying to do two episodes a night and I'm at episode four season two, or I just watched episode four season two last night, the Christmas episode. Great, mm-hmm. great pipes on miss uh, Hannah Waddingham. Um, actual singer, actual singer. She does have a song out from like the early two thousands. that looks like a very early two thousands video. Um, mm-hmm. and she was in game of Thrones. the thing we've already spoken about. I did not realize that, but yeah, she was like the bell lady, you know, shame, 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 shame. yep. Yep. But, um, yeah, just a great cast and very, 
you know, it's a warm, fuzzy show for these dark, dark times. Um, yeah. And you've gotten into it. Go ahead. Yeah. Although I will say season two has been, I feel like, much weaker than season one. So let me throw out what my friend said last night. One of our pod listeners. Uh-oh. Did you ever watch the TV show Entourage? No. Oh. Well, then this mm. isn't going to work. Okay. But Sorry. Anyway, he threw Sorry out, to ruin your phone. He threw out that essentially like this is just like entourage where it's like likable people in a situation and i'm i'm probably gonna get this wrong and i'll hear about it later but like but the stakes aren't exactly super high it's like okay like or they just don't feel that high it's like oh well we'll muddle through or not muddle but like we'll get through this in a way like in entourage each season is like oh is ven gonna get this big movie with james cameron and then things happen but of course yeah at the end of the day yes he does get the big movie deal and all you know like everything always turns out okay and Mm. you know uh ted lasso i think is kind of like that though i've only gotten i've only gotten four episodes into the season but i think he's all caught up and so he's still saying this so um i don't know like i mean i think that that's okay um to not have as much i mean there there is like some emotional scenes in the first season i i mean like when he's going through his split and um and like uh, hannah waddingham's character also going through some stuff i think i think there is an emotional element there but it's still like you know i think the season's very chipper i guess yeah yeah, I mean that's that's the problem for me is there's not enough actual. I mean, we'll see. There's the a few steps, episodes left. There's like no... they were very easy to forgive Jamie Tart. Um, yeah, sort of. there's just there's yeah. just not enough. There's not enough like actual like drama between any of the characters, right? Everybody like loves each other now, right? And the thing I don't, the thing I spoiler alert. I don't know if you want to put the spoiler cat meow. noise in here. Yeah. Spoiler meow. I. Uh, <laughs> Well, don't spoil I hate, it for me either, please. I hated that Christmas episode because they retconned Rebecca's character that, like, actually, she's been great all along. She, like, gives... She, like, spends her Christmas, like, going around giving money and gifts to, like, un, you know, <laughs> underprivileged kids around London. I mean, the first season, like, you're... The whole point of her character is that she's, like, this rich jerk right and you're not supposed to like her because she's being mean to ted and the the whole team and she's just like focused on revenge and actually now she's been like a kind of a low-key like great person this whole time that it just kind of sucks like i don't know like i didn't i didn't i didn't think about that but i think you're right um if she'd have come around to it in this episode she's like oh this year like it you was know, earned, like, right? Yeah, like Ted and the the whole like vibe of the team has like made me realize that like I need to like give more of my money away. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> you remember instead the... of it just being like, oh, it's a given, she's actually a good person. I actually, yeah, I think you should uh, push that to Sudeikis. Yeah. Well, you remember the best scene in season one is the darts scene, right? Do you it's remember the, the darts game where he's? Uh, He's playing darts against uh, Anthony Head from Buffy. Mm-hmm. And at the end, um, spo- uh, meow alert or whatever, Ted, Ted wins this game, right? This darts game. And she's like reluctant to buy drinks for the bar. 
at that point, even though like she's like a billionaire and it's like, okay, like does, is the character that would do that, would she be the kind of person that would like give away thousands of dollars to little kids on Christmas? Eh, I don't know. Anyway, I don't, I don't want to belabor the point, but that's, that's the no, Christmas I, episode I'm really rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I still enjoy no, it, it, it watching goes back it. to our, our most recent episode with the most violent year is like, if you don't have like a good foil, whether it's a person, a circumstance, an inner, whatever, you know, like in parks and recreation, even though that was like kind of a sunny show, there was always something that Leslie was going up against. And like, uh, right now it's kind of aimless in a way because they don't seem to really care that they're a crappy losing side and might he might get fired because he's not in that position and she's not trying to tank the team. That's yeah, that's that's actually very interesting. Yeah, and they're not they're not playing up the there were a couple moments where I think they could have like there were a couple things they could have like latched on dramatically to, but that they didn't. Like the whole thing with um Actually, let me let me look this up really quick just to make sure <laughs> I'm not spoiling anything oh for God. you. You're gonna spoil it for Ted me. episode season two. Um, where's the list? Where's the list of episodes? You just cut this whole thing out here, dude. Uh, season two. Uh, which one was the <laughs> Christmas one? Four. Four. Okay. Okay, it would be a spoiler. I won't. I won't mention it. All right, yeah. apologies. So yeah. Um, well, why don't you start on a say something else? Yeah, yeah. So, I think I, I think got a question. It's actually. possible. I got a question actually. Yeah, go ahead. So, so far in the first four episodes I've watched, the Nick Muhammad character are they trying to build some sort of arc for his character? Cause he seems to be acting a little bit meaner than I remember in the season for season one, like a little bit tougher mm-hmm. or am I just not remembering very well? Oh, you're wondering if he was like that in the first season. Yeah. No, it's definitely like what they're, they're making a point. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. All right. You're, well, you're not you're, the same you're, thing more. Okay. You're picking up on what they're, they're throwing down there. I, I will. <laughs> Isn't that a quote from the show? <laughs> Possibly. I mean, uh-huh. I do like his little homilies or aphorism, whatever, you know, like sometimes it's yeah. funny and then he gets like lost in them and then he's like, well, I don't. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, it's interesting. I, I mean, people, I think people, yeah, it's interesting to compare this to say like Shit's Creek, uh, which is what, um, uh, our, our, uh, pod, our top pod listener brought up as well. Um, because uh, I think Shit's Creek also had like some actual stakes in foil. I yeah, I mean it's it's soccer. Like there is actually a lot at stake in some ways. You know these guys' careers and yeah. So yeah, but they don't. There's some weird things that they don't seem to actually touch on very much in the, the in the you show. Know, you didn't like the Christmas. The thing that bothered me in the Christmas episode is that they're in England saying Merry Christmas, and I'm pretty sure that uh, English people say Happy Christmas. Hmm. Well, but I don't so, think an American audience would realize that. There's and two episodes. Yeah, that's a good point. There's two episodes in season two that were filmed later. Okay. Um, so because of the Panini, original no. Oh, originally Apple did this. They renewed the show for ten episodes, just like season one. And then apparently, after the show had been filmed. 
they went back to Sudeikis and said, actually, we'd like 12 episodes of this. Maybe they got scared when he said that he only ever, he only wants to do three seasons and then we're done. Oh, did you like, well, that? yeah, he's like, maybe, maybe they have to like, maybe next season's going to be like 35 episodes long or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, should be bad. I mean, it's, it's interesting because like in streaming, you know, you should just be able to tell the story that needs to be told. Like, yeah, as we, as we've seen, you know, constantly in streaming, sometimes it's eight episodes, sometimes it's 10. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like what is the magic number? And because it doesn't matter, like the reason you pump out or you used to pump out like 22, 24 episodes of a half hour show was because you need the advertising dollars and to fill up that space. But if you're a streamer, like what, you know, if you're, if you're, if you told the whole story in 10 episodes for that season, then well, I'm yeah, glad you brought so. this up Go ahead. because this is, ex- this was part of the thing I wanted to ask you. I, I, I had this discussion with uh, another friend of mine that's a big fan of the show. You know, I said, I said it was curious that for a streaming service that they would even bother ordering more episodes because, you know, like you can just sign up and watch them all in mm-hmm. like a week. Yeah. So is is what's happening is that Apple is saying because we're releasing this show one episode per week that we think having two more weeks of episodes will net us x millions of dollars in people who would have unsubscribed when the show was over i mean and that's why we want more episodes or what like what is the reason it seems weird it does because if you think about it you know back in the day when we didn't have all this stuff you know there it was pretty much a two-hour block from eight to ten and then after ten it would be the a one-hour drama, typically, the later night stuff. And so you would have four sitcoms within the two hours. That's for, I think, I mean, yeah, Ted Lasso is like a half hour, right? So it's like... Yep. Some of them are uh, close to an hour. So, I mean, I, I'm watching two a night. I'm pretty sure that I'm going to catch up and finish it by the time, like, the last episode. So, yeah, you can actually just watch this in two or three weeks and cancel it for that month, which is what most people like to do with streaming. Um, I think that... So someone on Reddit actually brought this up of like, why do they keep, why does everybody keep dropping, uh, why do they keep dropping episodes across streaming services always on like a Friday or Sunday or whatever? Like, why don't they try and break it up so that people have more of a reason if they're going to do this week to week stuff to watch, be, you know, engaged throughout the week, you know, like back in the day TV. You know, why not release something on a, but I think that's also statistically just because people really don't watch stuff on like a Monday or Tuesday. That was like the dumping grounds. So, yeah, I mean, that's what Thursdays were, you know, Wednesdays and Thursdays typically, I think were the bigger nights and and then sometimes and Fridays could be, I forget if Fridays were big or not because, you know, you would assume that people are going out and doing stuff, but then no one's doing stuff now because of the panini. Um, But (laughs) out here, uh, baby. Everybody's out here. Oh yeah, that's true. It's over. But, um, but yeah, uh, it, it's that's it's interesting. I don't I don't quite know what the theory is. Um, there is a blog and newsletter called Entertainment Strategy Guide, and he talks about this stuff a lot. <clears throat> so subscribe to that if you're really interested. But no one, you know, all these numbers are hidden by the company. Like even if you're an investor, you're not going to get to see like what the numbers are. So yeah, well there was a leak that said that. Um, a leak to I think it was uh, Apple 
communications with the with the union of the uh, you know I don't think I don't think it was actors the actors union but maybe like is it the, the one that's about to go on strike Ayatsi I don't know is that the production crew one yes okay yeah, I think it might have been them because uh they were they they think they said they had twenty million subscribers because their compensation packages are based around how successful the shows are right. And how many subscribers they, or how many viewers well, they have. Well, subscriber count doesn't really matter. It's the actual viewing count, you know, that people really want to know. That's the thing that people really want to know with Netflix. Like, you know, subscribers, that's good for your Wall Street guys trying to see, like, oh, these guys actually have a really good cash flow. But what we really, what would be really interesting is the viewer count. It's like, how much money are they actually wasting on a show? Which I think... um who was it? Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, he had a show that just got canceled on Apple. Um, yeah. I think Mr. probably Mr. Corman because, or something. Yeah, probably because the ratio, the you know, cost return of investment ratio was probably not very good. Um, so yeah, I I mean those are the numbers that like people really are curious about. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, that's the whole business side, and people love when we talk about streaming, the streaming business. Um, mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and say this for uh, Apple TV Plus on a computer, um, the interface not that great, um, and it doesn't just play the next episode when I try and play it. So um, yeah. it has yeah. it leaves a lot to be desired. I um, but Surpri- surprisingly terrible interface to the Apple TV stuff, even on um, the Apple TV hardware puck yeah. thing yeah i don't know what they're doing over there it's weird they should just hire you right <laughs> well the thing is they don't hey apple do you that... hear that chris is open for business man they probably probably will hire me one day because they just are hiring every single person in the world to work on their stuff they have so much money uh their interface is very weird so like if you buy a tv show from them you know you can you can buy like iTunes shows and they show up in the Apple TV interface on the puck and on like Samsung TVs, Roku's and all that. Okay. When you are scrolling through the episodes, they don't tell you, (laughs) it's not like, it's not immediately clear which ones you played and the list, the list doesn't start at the last one you watched. It starts at the first episode. That's how it is on the PC interface. I was like, why doesn't it say that I've watched this episode or something? It's really dumb. And the and the it's like a horizontal scroll, which is weird. And it takes forever to get to the episode you want. It used to be that they didn't even break it up by season. So you, if you <laughs> so wanted you're to watch, and scrolling and scrolling. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I remember, like I loaded up like Ash versus Evil Dead, and like, okay, I got to, I got to scroll through. Well, the other thing is they mixed in, they mix in them um, for Ash, Ash versus Evil Dead. They also did little like five minute you know about the episode things at the end of each one okay so not only did you have to scroll through every episode you might have already watched but you also had to scroll through an an additional episode for each one of those so if you were in season three you'd have to scroll through like 60 things before you could watch the next episode ridiculous i I don't know what they're doing that everybody should just copy the netflix uh uh season interface that that seems to be it seems to be the winner, yeah. yeah. But you know, there's probably a product manager, or other entity there. It's like, no, we got to be different. It's like, yeah, if it works, yeah. Um, yeah I so, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting to 
like I, I it's it's just interesting just watch because I really liked the first season and then the second season I've just felt yeah like a lot of people have kind of maybe enumerated like yourself and, and my friend like why it feels maybe a little bit off yeah. um and uh you know we gotta wrap this up soon but uh, your your watching of Ted Lasso has led you to become a huge soccer fan. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Did I you, watched uh, did you watch you and Everton today. Yeah, the Toffees, my my team. I got some Ronaldo in there. Uh, I saw that Ronaldo was very uh, angry at the end of the game. He was not happy. I don't. I didn't really understand why he was so angry. He is I mean, extremely competitive. Okay, that's why. But he was like he was like angry at a specific play that I didn't quite understand why he was angry at it. What do you mean? I didn't, I didn't watch the match. I oh. watched some of the highlights. Okay. Well, there was there was like one, there was like one attempted goal or something on the. I think maybe maybe it was the last. It was like the Everton ha- almost went up in the game. Oh, okay, okay. But they were offsides by like a foot. I mean, Which? the dude is super competitive. Whenever Portugal was in the Euro final and he got injured, he stood on the sidelines and you could hear him over the actual manager egging the team on. Like, he is, that's why he is in better shape than, like, any other human on this planet, probably. Or that's, probably, it, not, that's probably not true, but. I thought it was a bad move. Well, you didn't watch the match, but in the first half of the game, mm-hmm. the. So like Martial, I think is that the guy Anthony on? Martial. Yes, yeah, it's French. He he scored, he scored Manu's goal right in the game, yep. and then at the at the fifty five minute mark, they took him out for Ronaldo. It's like, wouldn't you leave him in and take someone else out? I'm like this is the guy that scored your only goal. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, well, for one, people. Man United fans are not exactly behind the manager, Sol- Solskjaer, there. Like, they don't think he's exactly a good manager. It's just that he's lucking out. I don't know if that's necessarily true because ever since he came in, they've been doing well for the past couple seasons. But, okay. um, yeah, I mean, Ronaldo's been scoring in every single match. Martial, I th- that's probably his first goal of the season. I'm not quite sure. But, I mean, he, he hasn't really been on fire um, lately. Hmm. So I think that they probably just wanted to put the game away. And then also Ronaldo had played earlier in the week in the Champions League. And so uh, since he's older, they're probably trying to preserve his fitness by putting him on as a super sub. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I I didn't. Oh, and uh, because I have the Hobbit on the brain, I thought that they're, uh, I think that. You're going to say that the manager looks like, yeah. He looks like Ian Holm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so that, <laughs> that's a that's joke not, that I, yep. There's, that, I, there is, uh, actually, I don't know if I even feel comfortable posting this cause it is kind of gross, but someone <laughs> got a tattoo of him Weird. and it does look exactly like a hobbit <laughs> and it's a large tattoo on their body that they're going to have forever. So mm. great we'll choices. Say, we'll say, I mean, he, not him, but the other, the other managers, I think they, a lot of them are pretty stylish. Yeah, they have like a good, they have like a good like uh, casual wear, active wear style going on that you do not see in the United States. Like the coaches, the <laughs> no, coaches in the your, NBA. Well, I shouldn't talk ill of the dead. Yeah, it's not your Bobby Bowden's, your your Belichick's, your yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. The NFL ones are the worst. Yeah. And then the basketball ones, only recently did they stop wearing um, suits the entire time. Well, basketball yeah. ones, it's like garish suits, usually. It's not like an actual, like, styled suit. It's like some sort of loud color. Yeah, but now they don't. Now they don't all wear suits anymore. Now they're okay. they can wear track suits and stuff like that too if they want. Yeah, so I mean that's so like on the game that I play called football, football manager. Well, I haven't played it in a while, but um, you, you get of, to pick that. You get to pick the outfit, outfits for your managers. Yes, and so it's a choice between a suit and a track suit hmm. because that's really pretty much it. Like the in between of that is what you see with Pep, uh, Pep Guardiola. Um, you know, from Manchester city where, yeah. uh, and I think he's put it on record that his wife dresses him. Um, and, but because he doesn't like feel like thinking about it. Um, but yeah, where it's more of just like sweater, um, n- nice pair of chinos, nice shoes, um, casual. And that's what Arteta try on at Arsenal tries to emulate. Whereas like yeah. Tuchel and, um, and Klopp, I think they're more track suits, um, like full kit, like, tr- type of stuff uh today like you probably yep. saw like rafa benitez everton's manager uh, he likes to wear a suit um not as stylish as some of the other guys but um no one's wearing like the nicest suit but um yeah it, it is and then like in italy yeah it's of course like nice suits and stuff but uh yeah it's, it's kind of nice yeah yeah okay That's yeah, a, yeah. I, was, I was just and they're not wearing impressed. uniforms like your baseball guys you know yeah, oh yeah, that's that's embarrassing. The baseball guys. <laughs> Although na- nowadays they like the like the Yankees manager, he wears he wears just the uniform pants, and then um, he usually wears a, uh, a pullover, like a hoodie. Okay. On top. Who yeah. who would you say in American sports would be the, your best dressed uh, coach? Oh, that's tough. That's really tough. I haven't, I didn't really think about it going in here. Um, I, I won't, I'm not going to do a blanket statement that this is the best dressed guy, but the coach of the Denver Nuggets had a pretty great, um, outfit, outfit last year in the playoffs. Okay. Uh, what's what his name? Cause, cause there is a difference between the NBA coaches and the college basketball ones. The college basketball ones are the ones I was talking about with the garish, you know, school colored suits that are sometimes just a joke. Right. Um, the uh, NBA guys usually have like nice suits. Like, uh, um, who's uh, who's the Bulls coach that everybody loves? Um, oh, um. <laughs> man, we're not doing good on names today. Are I can't we? think of anybody these days. Uh, Phil Jackson. Yeah, he usually uh, didn't he wear a suit typically. Yeah, no, they. I'm telling you, up yeah. until this last year, every every coach wore a suit. Every okay. game. Yeah. It's it's only in the last year with the those the dude with the, stuff. the dude with the slick back hair, Pat something. Pat Riley. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, I think it was like a, it was actually it might have been part of the dress code. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, things are more reliable, but yeah, no, I was, I was specifically talking about college basketball and the garish, uh, suits, but, um, hmm. yeah, I, I think, I think now that we thought about it a little bit or brought it up, like baseball could be worse being like a 60 year old dude with a beer gut wearing the uniform <laughs> that might not uh-huh. be, um, but, uh, yeah, well, I'm glad that you've gotten into the, the soccer, the footy, mm-hmm. the calcio, the football, um, and did you watch any other games today? No, no not yet. 
Not yet. I haven't watched any more of the beautiful game today. Soccer's life. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Until you <sighs> do a PK into a dog's face. Soccer is death. <laughs> I do like I do like the Danny Rojas. Yeah, he's the, he's one of the better side characters. Yeah. So that, uh, I, we can talk about wrap let's let's, I'll, let's wrap it up. We'll, wrap I'll it up. I'll give you more Ted Lasso thoughts and private conversation. We'll, uh, How dare you? You got to we'll, share them uh, with our audience. Yeah. No. Sorry. Sorry. All right. Moving on. Say goodbye. Goodbye. Be most goodbye. Nice goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.